if you don't own the building and you don't have the marketing aspect, like what are we selling? Hello, hairdressers. I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm David Bosher. You're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. A one-on-one coaching company for hairdressers by hairdressers. By now, our listeners know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use ExpressPay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity-free, and Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. If you are interested in this type of profit maximization, visit aurasalonware.com DTH to receive special discounts and promos. Do you know what your hair color is costing your business? Well, SalonScale does. Discover how SalonScale's cost-saving technology can save your business money. Their mobile app and Bluetooth scale accurately calculate the cost of hair color usage. It records formulas, tracks product usage in real time, helps manage expenses, reduce waste, and boosts profit. We want to give all of our listeners 10% off their first year of SalonScale by visiting salonscale.com DTH. And for our current students in our one-on-one coaching program, you will receive 25% off all team and solo annual plans. Ask your coach for details to redeem. I have the Nickelodeon theme song in my head and I'm not exactly sure why. Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon. I don't know why because I have not seen anything. We might have to bleep that out. Oh. I'm just kidding. Whatever. They're not listening to us. Um, Your hair's doing a weird thing on the side. (laughs) Okay, it's fixed, I think. Okay. Um, Is it? Don't Don't lie to me. Yeah, it's good. Only the Spotify viewers can see it. New poll. And every, <laughs> and every single person on the internet, because we post <laughs> clips every day. Um, Sid, what's the stupidest thing? <laughs> tell you right now. That hairdressers that want to be salon owners can do. Don't fall for the trap of buying someone else's business because it's an illusion. Specifically salons. Yeah. Because salons are not worth anything. And and it is marketed really, it's really shitty. I understand people wanting to sell, value their business and the hard work they put into it. I'm not denying any of that. But, but as my dad told me, <laughs> things are only worth as much as people will pay for them. That as well. But I think a lot of what they're selling to you isn't guaranteed. They're, they're selling a brand that isn't the brand that you had the vision for. They're selling their staff to you, right? Which you can't guarantee they're going to stay. They're saying, I have this many clients. Again, salons don't own clients. So right. when you're someone saying, buy my business for $50,000. Oh, and they pay rent. And they pay rent. So they don't even own the building. Exactly. We'll get into that in a second. Um, it's actually a scam because nothing I don't they're buying. They, they don't know it's... I don't think people are trying to be scammy. They're like, oh, this is what my business is worth to me. And that's great. But really all that you can buy from that other person is furniture. Yeah, the hard material. And that could be worth 50 grand. It absolutely could be. Yeah, it just depends on... The business. Or if you even want that furniture. Yeah. That's another big thing. Maybe you're buying their retail. I've seen people sell their retail. Here's what you Mm -hmm. can buy. And this is, I think, what we talked about months ago, which is you can buy their Instagram following. Mm Mm-hmm. And their emails. And their email list. Mm -hmm. Those two things are very valuable. So if you're a salon owner and you rent a space and you try to sell your salon, your salon's not worth a lot. But the the marketing that you've done is worth a lot. That's in any business. It's not just our industry. I mean, in any business, 
what people look for immediately is the reach that buying this business can offer them and what they can do with their new idea to advance it. So, But not how long you've been there and your or, reputation in the community. No, no, no. That None of that matters. That doesn't matter once it's changed. And your staff doesn't matter either. I mean, we hope staff will stay. Or maybe we don't. Or maybe we don't want them to stay. Right. I mean, we might have to clean house. So... It's one of those things is like when you're when you're walking into another, if you're going into a, a situation where someone is offering to sell their business, look at their following, look at their email blast. Also, do you have the proper team or capability to be really good at marketing, to utilize those those email lists and numbers of followers in multiple platforms to a level that maybe they weren't? Because if you have that, gold mine, worth every penny, in addition to furniture. Right. Like, but, but if you're if you're ever thinking about selling, Bill, your Instagram and your email list need to grow. Mm-hmm. Like you should be growing that so much right mm-hmm. now. Um, and if you're going to buy something, you should ask about those two things because those things are worth value. But not, beyond that, not a lot of value. But what is valuable mm-hmm. is if a salon owner owns the building. Yeah. And they can sell the building. I mean, that's just real estate. That's just real estate. <laughs> this has nothing to do with owning own salon. All of our... <laughs> We we coach our students who do open salons to try to find ways to own the building. It's not possible for every person. It's not easy to do. I will say, I've never had someone say, I tried everything I could and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We've never had a student say that. Yeah. We've had students say, I can't do it and they didn't try anything. Mm-hmm. But every time we've worked with a student, and it maybe took them a little bit longer to get there, but they were once they bought the building, the like once the first time they do it, they're like, Oh, that's all I'm going to do from now yeah. on. It's not that it's hard and it's not that it takes a ton of money. You just, it takes a lot of bravery, a lot of audacity. You have to ask questions. You have to go into the bank. You have to... You have to do your research. You have to do your research. You have to believe in yourself more than any of these <laughs> other people do. And it's not as hard as people think. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's terrible. It's hard, but it's possible. I also will say... I think hairdressers think it's for someone else. I mean, this is just real estate investments 101, whether yes. it's a house or a commercial building, right? Right. Either way. And some of them are commercial buildings and residential, yeah, which we have one, are so fun. We had one student who the rents salon the is underneath <laughs> yeah. and then rents out the the two like a dual apartments. Landlord. Yeah. Well, when you think of longevity of your life and your capacity to be a salon owner, right? Or just a business owner in general. At the end of it, let's say you're done doing hair and you don't want to manage this salon anymore. You don't want to run a salon anymore. All you can do is sell the furniture and or the marketing aspect. But if you own the building, now you have a building that could be rented out to a different business. Mm -hmm. You have a building that could bring you wealth down the road or you could sell it. So whenever hairdressers are like, well, my business is worth this much, it's kind of like, what are you selling because people do it with houses too because they love the house and i get there's an and always they, an emotional aspect and they think it's worth it. this and the and you know the bank's like eh, it's actually worth this well i think <laughs> where people get lost too is they will rent a building and invest six figures into remodeling mm-hmm. the building or decorating the building but so, they wouldn't but they couldn't get a down payment but yet they just spend so <laughs> much money yes it's a whole thing so i mean i absolutely suggest definitely decorating your salons to be a reflection of your aesthetic and your but if you artistry. Rent. But don't go so much that you were... Sp- I mean, if you were spending over... I would say even 15K is way too much of an investment a for, uh, for decor. Yeah. For like... Because you can't sell someone that decor because the reality is if you end your lease and you leave, 
that other person that wanted to buy your business can walk right in with the same decoration that you invested your money in right. and the same tile and the same yeah, You don't get to take it with same, you. You, don't, it, you could. You technically could. I would. Scrape I would up scrape the tiles. every bit of, you know, and reuse it. So <clears throat> I, if, you, if you rent an apartment and you, you know, if you rent an apartment, most people wouldn't like change the cabinets. Well, because we've been taught in rental living situations, you, you don't, don't, or yeah. it's in the lease that you can't. Right. But with um, commercial. But with commercial, it's like, oh, you can build this out however you want. But, and that's great. I, I get wanting to do it. It's not smart. Because what I'd rather that person do is if you have to, if you rent a building, put minimal effort into it, making it n- still nice. Mm-hmm. No chandeliers. That's my <laughs> number one rule. If your salon has a chandelier, just take red it down flag. before I get yeah, red light. <laughs> red light. That's a red light salon. Um, <laughs> but if you need if you're renting or you need to rent a space, put minimal effort into upgrading it. And then what I would do is start working with a coach or someone to like start saving money to buy a space and move the salon or open a second location. But I, the more and more I coach people, the harder it is to coach people when they're like, I'm going to rent this space. It's perfect. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, again, it will work. It will be fine. We will make money. But I always want for my students to have real freedom, real autonomy and real investment in something. Well, we wanted to bring light to this too because even though we're having this episode, there at least five salons are opening every day because they bought, <laughs> you know, those commercials. <laughs> uh, but, but like... But it's true. People are buying salons as we speak. I had someone ask me... But they're buying a They're decor. like, this salon owner wanted to sell a salon for like $800,000. Mm-hmm. And my first question was, oh, are they selling you the building? Because that's a lot of money. No. They're just a big salon and they rent and they have a big following. They have a big staff. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. And the student says, well, what should I offer them? Like $20,000. Mm-hmm. It's not even worth $20,000 really, but like offer them $20,000. Offer them whatever the furniture is worth, whatever the hard material is that you're keeping. But I'm like, if you're going to repaint. If you just want the building. Yeah, if you just want the just space. Just wait for the lease to be up. That's what, that's Go the, talk to the landlord. That is the other thing I tell people is, they, you know, if they ask you for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and it's ridiculous. The reality is no one's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. They're lucky that you're even looking at it. And just wait the, wait it out because the lease will end and you can just go and you don't even have to buy it and it's all set up for you. That's why when you go and look at spaces and they're like, oh, it used to be a salon. Well, yeah, they couldn't sell it. Those are called turnkey. Yeah. And it's good for the owner to sell it to another salon, to the owner of the building, um, but it's not good for that salon. And for those of you that own salons and maybe you feel like we're... I know this doesn't... ...harming your sale your future sale. I, again, I, I agree. I know it doesn't feel Someone good. Someone will probably buy it from you because everyone, Absolutely not everyone doesn't listen to, to our this. podcast. <laughs> and so you, don't worry. <laughs> but I would, if you are listening to this and you do want to sell your space in the future and you do rent um, a space, start working diligently on building your marketing and your email list and your, and your social media. That will be super sellable. And now a word from our sponsors. We are proud to introduce you to Hair Story. Hair Story is known for their clean and safe ingredients, but did you know that they have one of the best affiliate programs on the market? You can earn 25% on all sales when your clients use your custom Hair Story link, plus receive money on your purchases made by hairdressers you refer. For clients, they will receive 15% off their first purchase using your link. Need back bar? No problem. As a Hair Story pro, you will unlock generous back bar pricing. Ready to try new wash for free? Visit hairstory.com slash DTH to get pro access today. 
We have spent the last year working with our amazing partners at CTX to bring you Hairdresser Healthcare. We at Destroy the Hairdresser, in a groundbreaking collaboration with health industry veterans, are bringing our listeners health plans that cover every professional in the beauty industry. This includes individuals, teams, and families. We are currently in the process of ensuring thousands of beauty professionals in all 50 states. Healthcare benefits are now open, and guess what? There's no enrollment deadline. Sign up during any month of the year and gain health benefits quickly. Get your name on the list by visiting destroythehairdresser.com slash hairdresser healthcare. You will actually probably make more money selling your salon for parts, like honestly selling the ripped up flooring or selling like, you know what I mean? Like selling all the little things than if you tried to sell it as is because like I said, we have literally told um, students, why don't you find out who the landlord is and go tell them, hey, when so-and-so's lease up, I would love to walk in right after because they are also a business. So they're looking as no gap in, in rent and they want that. And so that's happened and it's unfortunate for the other salon, but it's just... It's proper business. business. Yeah, because the reality is it's like, if you don't own the building and you don't have the marketing aspect, like what are we selling? Yeah. Or the furniture. But I I honestly use furniture can only go for so much because honestly... You have to replace it. Yeah. And all those butts. But, but, but. And all those chairs. I will say finding if you are going to rent... Renting a space that was a salon, is which is easier. still walking into like a carcass of a failed business sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's still um, better for you as a new business owner because financially plumbing is just is that astronomical. the name of this episode? Carcass? <laughs> salon carcass. <laughs> Sounds like a metal band. <laughs> and I, I know this is a tough one for people. I know for people that are thinking about buying or are or trying selling. to open a salon, it's, it's exciting to know this information. I know it's a tough one for people that are trying to sell their salon. There are other ways to make money from your salon sale. That's not it. The other thing, <laughs> this, I don't know why this happened. This is every person who I've ever spoken to that has wanted to buy someone else's salon, the owner of that salon says, and I would like to work here. I would like to continue to work here. Oh, that happens <laughs> more than you think. I want no, to sell the salon. I think it happens salon. literally it happens p- in other other industries too. Like, I mean, uh, my wife is a chiropractor and about to be an MD, and she has worked in so many places where, like, another doctor used to own it, sold it, and worked, I would like, like to work yeah. here. Yeah, I understand why, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it a good idea. So every time I work with people that are like, "Yeah, they want to sell it to me," maybe they do want to sell it for fit ten thousand, fifteen, twenty thousand, and it's like, okay, that you know, let's move forward. And they're like, well, their only stipulation is that we that we keep them employed and that they can set their own rules and set their own. Absolutely not. I know. So you could be a menace. And every person that I've talked to that has allowed that, because we have we have had students come, they're like, oh, I They got in the situation prior to. Yeah. They got in the situation prior to and they we are doing all these things, right? We're going to hourly pricing, we're moving the front desk. And I'm like, so what about, you know, so and so over there? Oh, that's the former owner, so we just like let them do whatever. It and they, is a nightmare. I mean, they're the ones that just do everything stereotypical that you. And would they expect. also like judge the business because mm-hmm. that's not what they would do. No, no, no. Never, ever, ever allow someone to work in your salon that sold you their salon. Never yeah. allow that. It is not. It's not personal. It's just not a good idea. Mm-hmm. It does not work well. And if. It, <laughs> And I think about the people that are like, oh, we do that and it works great. And then you like actually go and work with them. And you're like, oh, it's not working. Mm-mm. It's not working at all. Mm-mm. You're just okay with the chaos. But yeah, buy the building. If you need help buying the building, work with coach. 
if you need advice on how to buy a building, work with a coach. And again, I don't care if you work with our coaches, but work with someone. You need support and you need to absolutely work with an incredible accountant and or a financial advisor for sure. Yep. And I will tell you, all the salons that we work with... And a lawyer. Always a lawyer. <laughs> but all the salons that we work with that own the building are the most profitable. Mm-hmm. They're killing it. Killing it. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. <laughs> Why do your teeth need to come out for your hair appointment? <laughs> <laughs>